it's a Friday afternoon. I'm sure we all have uh, other important things to do, like meetings, and uh, I'm aware that a uh, few members are also, also traveling. It's 12.31. Um, we do not require a quorum for this meeting. I just want us to start so that we try and keep the meeting as short as possible. If you all agree, members, uh, you're all welcome. Let's start the meeting. I see there are 29 participants. On the platform. Um, yeah. Okay, Cindy, can you help us to flight the, the agenda? Can you help us to flight the agenda, Cindy? Yes, Chairperson, it was shared just now. I'll try it again. It seems you were seeing <laughs> it. Um, uh, can you see it now? Yes, yes, I can see it. It now, I can see it now. Um, I think we only have one agenda item, which is the briefing by the secretary to parliament um, on the institution's performance in the first quarter of 2022-2023. Sure. Uh, yes, someone. Oh, Koche. Koche, my, my apologies. Uh, I don't want to disrupt the meeting. Uh, as I reported to you and, uh, and to the study group yesterday, we are having this ethics committee meeting and the agenda is too long. We, we are still on item number two. So I'm requesting your humble self uh, and the committee members that uh, we be allowed to continue with the, the matters of ethics. Uh, myself, Honorable Lesoma, and Honorable Hai, we request for your indulgence uh, on the matters, on the, on the okay. matter. All right. Recording in progress. Um, that's fine. Uh, that's fine, Co-Chair. Um, Ethics is very important, and I know that the meetings are scheduled once in a while, especially if there are matters to be to be processed. So it's fine. You are excused. Cindy, can we then deal with further uh, apologies, if there are any? Yes, Chair, we received an apology from Mr. Khadebe, who is traveling. Mr. Molitsane will have to leave um, at quarter past one to attend to a, a, a prior um, commitment. And then I've noted the three apologies of Mayor Lesoma, Mr. Hai and Mayor Mahlangu. So we have an apology of almost eight members. No, we only have apologies from three, from five members, from five members. Mr. Molotani is in the meeting at the moment. He will only leave at quarter past one. Okay. So we, we have sufficient members to proceed with our meeting. All right. Okay, can we start? Can I invite um, the Secretary to Parliament? Maybe before that, I'm not sure if the Speaker and the Chairperson of the NCOP, are they part of this meeting? 
the speaker is on the platform, Jay. Oh, okay. Madam Speaker, you're welcome. Apologies, um, uh, apologies, Chair. It is the office of the speaker that's on the platform. Oh, not the speaker. Not the speaker, okay. but the office is here. All right, it's fine. Can I then check if Ntatema Sondo is on the platform? Um, apologies, uh, Chair. Tatema Sondo, I know he's traveling. Oh. I think he's okay. in Canada at the moment. Thank you, Chair. All right. All right, then um, let me then invite the Secretary to Parliament. He will then uh, take us through the presentation. And uh, we have noted the apology of the Speaker and of uh, the Chairperson of the NCOP. Tate, George, you are welcome. Thank you very much. Uh... Honorable Chairperson, and good afternoon to honorable members of the Joint Standing Committee, and good afternoon to my colleagues on the platform. Uh, I was, I was, I was um, hoping also, Chairperson, when you pointed out the presence of um, uh, one of the presiding officers, Madam Speaker. I was hoping that she is connected as I look at the agenda. Uh, on our report, uh, Chairperson, the report is on the quarter one performance of the organization in terms of April to June. And I would like um, the Secretariat to flight the report. Chair, apologies, I neglected to give Cindy sharing rights, but I'm doing so now. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. I think the presentation is loaded. Um, I'm not sure if Madam Speaker is not yet uh, joined. I'm here. Oh, okay. okay. Maybe let Thank me hold it back. Um, yeah, thanks. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. You're, you're welcome, Madam Speaker. And Mashangu. Thank you. And Honorable Members of the Joint Standing Committee. Members of management of parliament led by the secretary to parliament, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Coaches, as the executive authority of parliament, we have over time interacted with this committee and often appreciate the robust nature of discussions that seeks to understand how parliament, as the lead component of the legislative arm of the state, exercises budget controls. 
this time we are back to outline the underlying pillar of our budget account. Thus, the performance of Parliament is a key component of its success and ability to discharge its functions outlined in the annual business plans and its strategy for the sixth parliament. It is for these reasons that the executive authority recently, we took very keen interest and appreciated the initiative of the new secretary uh, to parliament, Mr. Tolila George, to provide the EA with a comprehensive and eloquent application for performance and strategy outline that will ensure that parliament functions optimally and within the legislative instruments and prescripts of the financial management of parliament and provincial legislatures. So honorable members of the joint steering committee, these imperatives include budgetary considerations for the rebuilding of parliament to allow its business to run smoothly and fully post, uh, and fully post the fire disaster. As the executive authority, in all our EA meetings, we take keen interest of all management components of parliament, business and performance, its success and ability to perform and in justifying the value and budget and any possible budget and any possible budget review request that parliament may consider later. Lastly, please allow me to mention sharply that our performance and budgetary considerations are for the rebuilding of parliament to allow its business to run smoothly and fully. Most importantly, is the performance measures around ensuring security maintenance of our premises, administrative accountability of the financial spend of the executive and oversight capabilities monitored by parliament. Our performance on international relations in pursuit of global peace, stability and economic development to translate into sound livelihood of our people. Firstly, in the country, in the region, in our continent, and internationally, all these is paramount. Lastly, the need in strengthening of the legislative sector and the annual law-making agenda of by parliament. All of the above mentioned speak to the need for capacity building and sound performance indicators. I will then allow to you, Chair, the Secretary to Parliament to outline the detailed performance in this quarter of, uh, of the year. Thank you very much, Chair. <laughs> Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson, and thank you very much to Madam Speaker. The report that we are sharing, uh, Honorable Members, I covers... Am sorry. I am sorry, Chairperson. I'm really sorry, stupid. Chair, I should have uh, passed the Apologica Katatumasondo, Chairperson of the NCOP. He is currently attending the Pan-African Parliament. And at this point, actually, he is on the floor making a presentation. So he will not be able to join us. 
Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. As I indicated, the quarter report that we are bringing is based on the APP that has been approved for the year 2022-2023, the current financial year that we have started in April. And it is aligned to our six-term strategic plan as parliament. It also continues to focus on one dimension on the area that measures satisfaction of members of parliament with the services that we provide as administration of parliament. And it's also focusing quarterly to gauge the satisfaction of members through a survey that we conduct with all the members of parliament where ratings are focusing on five dimensions. And this dimension looks at satisfaction of members across the components of our service offering. And this is what we'll be reporting as we proceed. Around this area, we are also looking at um, deploying the instruments that are used for measuring the indicators that we have in terms of reliability, the usefulness, as well as the timeliness around issues of our work. And then it is also as a as a process and procedure, it uses a weighted average score of five to five dimensions. And this is similar to how we have reported in the year before this current financial year. We are also looking at um, opportunity to get direct feedback on where services can also be improved as we go forward. These are some of the areas in terms of our focus uh, work, where we have, as a matter of progress for this quarter, uh, Parliament has convened a number of meetings. Of those, about 375 meetings were convened on a virtual platform. There has also been approval of statutory appointments in terms of recommendations, about 16 bills that have been processed but also the area of public hearings, where there's a total of 32 that have been done, including 21 oversights that committees have been able to undertake during the court under review. On measuring our engagements and how we are reported in the social media and uh, the formal forms of electronic communication, TV, parliament uh, TV, access and interest to our website, social platforms of Facebook, Twitter. These have been interactions we've had over the quarter under review in terms of the number of hits that we have seen around this interaction. Around the forms of traditional media in terms of uh, the overall reach and coverage, uh, these are the uh, share proportions of engagements around National Council of Provinces, uh, members of parliament, parliamentary committees in terms of breakdown. And you could see that the overall focus around key work that has happened over this period, it has been more on the parliamentary committees as a greatest share, including sittings of the National Assembly. In terms of specifics of our 
client satisfaction survey in terms of servicing members. Uh, during this quarter, both for program one and program two, we have seen achievement of the set targets that we have put up as a summary, except in one area where we have not achieved the set target. And that area relates to capacity building, where we would be looking at improvement in the second quarter around, around this matter. On the area of member satisfaction across the various uh, components of our business from ICT up to public support, uh, participation support, the report indicates the ratings we have achieved and you will be able to see those ratings that they talk to those five dimensions I've indicated, uh, ease of access to our ICT support, the timeliness of responses, as well as issues of usefulness on the information. And this is reported across all components of the offering in that area. Proceed. For that quarter, we have achieved 90,9% uh, in terms of the set target, except in this area that I've indicated on capacity building. In terms of the resource allocation for our programs, these are the four main divisions in terms of allocation of resources, administration, the direct charge in terms of um, compensation of uh, members, the associated services, as well as the legislative and oversight sector that constitute the expenditure overall budget of 665 million rand that has been allocated for that quarter. And this is the breakdown of that total amount and what were the actuals around that area. You would see on the total budget of 665 versus the actual expenditure 676, it does indicate that one of the components of the expenditure line items, which is the one of direct charge, there's been a slight over expenditure uh, of about 115% for that quarter. And, and the overall budget was 121 million. And the result of that overexpenditure is more informed by the budget reductions that we've experienced across like any other institution, as well as the 3% uh, annual salary adjustment that has been approved by the recommendation, I mean, the, the Commission on the Remuneration of Public Office Bearers as well as the report after it was signed by the, the President of the Republic. And that had to be implemented effective from the start of that court, which is 1 April. So we are projecting that that overexpenditure would be about 31,2 million at the end of the year. And that is the direct charge against the National Revenue Fund. And, 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 and we'll be looking at that. On the budget allocation breakdown per economic cluster, these are the areas that um, have been allocated in total on the component of uh, compensation of members, compensation of employees, goods and services, as well as the, the contribution in terms of uh, transfers to political parties in accordance with the legislation that governs that, permit, as well as goods and services in terms of members' entitlement. That is the budget share allocation 
along the economic clusters. In terms of appropriation for each of these economic clusters, this report covers the financial performance around those areas, the actuals that have been indicated and the variances in terms of the budget. So for that quarter, uh, this is the report that indicates the allocative amounts versus the expenditure that has been realized across all those areas. So it does indicate uh, a slight increase around 101% total and the major attributed factor on that is what we reported earlier, the direct charge against the national revenue for the compensation of members, which is a charge against the national revenue, which they are able to cover at the end of the, of the year. And this is the, the picture I've earlier on indicated the total amount and uh, the rest of other components are within the expenditure line items in terms of the allocated amount, the target expenditure, except in this area that uh, we have highlighted. On the area of goods and services, also it's within the, the budget and in areas where the transfers of political parties, it does indicate an underspending of about 257,000 rand. And mainly it's due to political parties, some of them who have not yet submitted financial statements and funds have to be withheld until those financial statements have been submitted. And we envisage that towards the end of the year, all of those would be complied with and we are in direction with them in terms of pointing out the outstanding information that would make us process what needs to be uh, rightfully transferred for activities of the political parties. On the capital expenditure, we are also within the range in terms of quarter one. On, on program one, as, as indicated, uh, all areas around performance, they are within the targets. We set two targets and uh, those have been reportedly achieved in terms of our measurements that talks to digital services, that also talks to facility management services. These are the various divisions of allocations in terms of uh, the budget uh, cluster of uh, administration and executive authority and the breakdown on the, the actuals versus the budget. And all of these are within the budget range as, as allocated. This is just a, a narrative of those figures in terms of um, the percentages of expenditure for quarter one, and we're comfortable that we are all within range in terms of management of the budget to carry out those functions. This is a breakdown by each of the sub-programs and the spending, and it is within the ranges as I've outlined earlier on. The sub-program on corporate and support services, Honorable Chairperson, these are the budget allocations totaling 148, and we have spent 146 million within the budget, and it is um, within the range in terms of our own target expenditure. On the performance of program two, 
legislation and oversight. The target overall achievement is currently sitting at 89% for this quarter with one target um, that could not be achieved. The rest of the target having been achieved. And this is just an indication of those areas where in one target, the parliamentary framework of annual parliamentary framework adoption has not yet been achieved. And it is a target that is uh, running. And we envisage that this will be done and executed as we progress in the quarters of the remaining three quarters of the financial year. This is the area I've indicated earlier on, Honorable Chairperson and members, uh, on the area of capacity building service. Members did indicate that they do have areas where they need us to improve on. And this relates to the timeliest payment of fees, as well as improving communication about capacity building. And we will be looking at that area with the intention to effect improvements. So at, as we go to the second quarter and third quarter, we are able to maintain a fair satisfaction of members on how they receive the offerings on capacity building as an institution. The rest of other components in terms of uh, the advice components that members receive under that program, the survey indicates that members are fairly satisfied on the offerings around those areas. This is the allocative budget for the components that constitutes the program two in terms of economic classification and the expenditure within this area is within budget and uh, it, is, it is executed and monitored properly. We don't foresee an over expenditure projection for the financial year across all these components. And this is the synthesis of the overall under that um, a budget that we have spent about 98, 98% uh, on the area, as well as the component of compensation of employees is within range. The same for goods and services, as well as the capital expenditure items under that category. We can proceed on this one. It, 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 it captures the, the breakdown by each of the components and the actuals of the allocations, the budgets that have been assigned and the expenditures that are within those range as indicated to earlier on, including the reflections at an annual projection basis, how we intend maintaining the monitoring and keeping within the allocated budgets. So overall, the associated services have uh, spent about 99% of what was allocated, as well as expenditure components within each of those subline items. All of them are within the range. This is also the component of the direct charge of members. You would see the area we reported on, on the actuals, that um, it was overspent and our projections that it will be at 29.6% at the end of the financial year, 
about 115% uh, for the first quarter. And that is attributed to the first quarter adjustments that have been made on the salaries of employees, including the reduction on the line item. And this is recoverable through the National Revenue Fund at the end of the financial year. That's the overall um, um, report for the quarter chairperson based on the survey on satisfaction of members. But we do uh, wish to express our, our, our observations on the report uh, of how we are executing our performance management system, how it is aligned to the organizational strategy, and how it must support as underpinnings for the 2024 six parliament administration priority areas. And uh, we think there's room for improvement. And part of our review of the organization chairperson would be to look at this matter of performance reporting so that we can also find ways of ensuring that there's greater alignment between what we report on surveys, what are the focus areas out of the six pillars of the parliament's six uh, administration, and what can we do to move the organization from process reporting, but to also cover all areas that can take us to the full appreciation of greater alignment of the balance scorecard of a public institution like ourselves, uh, areas around outcomes reporting, to move from outputs and also look at outcomes and impact. And that is realizable once we take the full exploitation of the balance scored, scorecard measurement. And we'll be reviewing our performance, we'll be reviewing our strategy for this year, and we will be able to report to the Joint Standing Committee what are some of the improvements we can, we can effect so that the individual performance of employees of parliament at the level of administration is aligned, aligned to the... Uh, portfolio scorecards of business units is aligned to the functioning of each of the houses. The National Council of Provinces is also aligned to the National Assembly, so it jointly can fit to the macro focus of the organization. And that requires us to revamp so that we can achieve greater alignment and synergy across the organization. And we'll be working out on a blueprint to outline how we intend to progressively effect changes with the intention to improve how we measure performance and how do we rally the entire organization towards greater achievement to make sure that performance of the functions of parliament around lawmaking, performance of parliament around oversight, and performance of parliament around public participation and deepening international fora, plus greater collaboration and coordination of intergovernmental relation is given concrete expression of how we will be able to measure whether indeed oversight is improved and whether indeed we have been able to ensure that government and the executive are responsive to issues and there's greater levels of accountability. So that requires robustness in our infrastructure of performance reporting, performance monitoring. So that when intervention has to be undertaken, there's a timely interaction that we have and make sure that the work of committee were able to measure it and align it to, to effect improvements, especially on the outcomes-oriented reporting arrangements. And that process will be outlined, honorable uh, chairperson and members, and we will be able to share over the remaining periods for this financial year, how we intend graduating the organization to greater levels of performance 
management and alignment with the strategy. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Uh, indeed, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, members, can I invite you for comments, clarity-seeking questions? Thank you very much. Uh, we welcome the report. Can I get an indication from those who would like to raise? I see Honorable Singh and Honorable Tim. Those are the two hands I've just I've noted for now. Uh, you may switch off your camera. Okay, let me do the same. Members, if you are in a position to switch on your cameras, please do so. Honorable Singh, followed by Honorable Tim. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. My camera is a bit uh, awkward because I'm sitting somewhere. Uh, but uh, thank you for the presentation and thank you for the speaker's introductory remarks. Uh, yeah, I have a few questions and thank you to the Secretary of the Parliament. I have a few questions. The political parties that have not submitted the financial statements, uh, could we have an indication of who they are? Of course, it's going to prejudice them because they would not receive allocations. Secondly, in that quarter, can we have an idea of the savings on travel? Because members have not been traveling to Parliament. And uh, allied to that, the excess expenditure on IT and logistical equipment, because with, with, with the way we are operating, uh, there has been the need for that. And uh, lastly, the framework that's not adopted, is it? Is it... Uh, an administrative thing? Is it a committee thing? Who needs to adopt this framework? Thank you very much, Chair. Chairperson, uh, proceed. Yes, yes, Honorable Tim. Thank you, Chairperson. Chairperson, I'm calling from uh, Acacia Park, so you know what the signal is like here. Chairperson, just a couple of queries. First of all, thank you for the report. Um, there aren't too many uh, major issues that jump out of the report, but there are three issues that I'd like to raise that, that one relates to members and the other one relates to a particular group of people who work in Parliament. Um, the first is the the issue around the flights for members. Uh, now, we understand that some of our airlines have unfortunately closed down and long-standing relationships with them, with them have gone with those airlines cl closing down. But we seem to be in a situation now with embassy travel that there, is, there seems to be no, given the fact that Parliament is a major, major customer of these airlines and spends a huge amount of money with them, there seems to be very little, um, I don't want to use the word term quid pro quo. They don't owe us anything. But simple things like being able to, to ask the travel agent to book you an aisle seat, for instance, um, or whatever the case may be, seems to be outside of the reach. And I just feel that 
Surely Parliament at this point needs to sit down with the airlines, see what preferential rates we can get. I, When I fly safely, I see the massive amounts of money we pay, despite being a very regular and, and, and strong client. Um, and I just feel that we need to flex our muscle a little bit with these airlines and just say to them, look, we're a big client. We'd like a little bit better consideration in simple matters like simply booking the, the seats that we'd like to book. Um, we don't have to go online. If I fly safe, I need to go online and actually book a seat. Otherwise, I've no idea where I'm going to sit on the plane. And for instance, in my case, I need to sit in our seat. And I'm sure many other members have the same problem. So the question to the Secretary of Parliament is, is what in interaction are we having with those airlines to, number one, try and get uh, better rates um, as, as, as a large, regular customer? And then secondly, what, what sort of... Um, what sort of add-ons can they give Parliament uh, when, when, when the when embassy travel deal with them? Because it just seems like we've been treated as any other person who travels once or twice a year. And I just don't think that we fall in the same category in terms of the volume of, of traffic that we provide the airlines. The other two issues, Chair, that, 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 um, I've recently had the opportunity uh, to engage with our parliamentary security staff, Chair, and I want to raise two issues on their behalf. Um, our parliamentary security staff are normally called in in very unpleasant situations um, in, in, in our parliament where they have to participate in really unpleasant work. And I can assure you that none of them enjoy it. They, they find it unsavory work to have to do in, the, in, the, in either house. They don't enjoy doing it. Um, but at the same time, they come in for a lot of stick. The, the issues that have been raised is are number one that the clothing that they wear is is normal clothing that tears and gets shredded easily um, and is not what what we refer to as tactical clothing. Now, I'm not talking about SWAT team uniforms. I'm talking about clothing that is specifically manufactured to be a bit stronger for that type of situation. And as a result, our security parliamentary security officers have to continually rebuy clothing simply to do their job. So the question is, what will Parliament do to assist them? And then secondly, there is no changing facility for those um, those officers on the, on the precinct. Now, many of them travel to communities where they are recognised as parliamentary staff because they're wearing parliamentary clothing when they, get, when they get to their homes, and then unfortunately come under attack because they are very visible... Uh, members of parliament. Whenever there's a ruckus in parliament, they are very visible. People control through it. They can go and look at the YouTube frame by frame and identify our members. And when they travel to their homes um, in their parliamentary clothing, because there's no changing facilities at all at parliament, they are then identified by that. And many have received threats and sometimes even physical threats. And there have been one or two altercations. And I just think that we should be protecting our, our people in Parliament better than we are now. So if I could just raise those two issues, which are of grave concern to me and them, and uh, get a response on that, please. Thank you. 
Thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, unfortunately, I'm unable to switch on my, my camera. And thank you to the Secretary to Parliament for the, the quarter one, the, the, this quarter's um, financials and report. Um, there are just two issues um, uh, that I would like to raise. Uh, the one um, really pertains to, I think the Secretary spoke at length about um, the experience of of, of members um, in terms of of you know the, the the kind of monitoring and evaluation that is done, um, but also I want to raise this issue because I think it also it pertains to the experience of the public when it comes to the institution, as the as the rules also in or the rules of the house dictate that uh, it is quite important to understand that the institution does not belong to us, it belongs to the public. So, Secretary, I just want to understand, I mean, the, the, the issue around the barbed wire around uh, Parliament has been raised. Um, I'm not sure if you've had an opportunity to give feedback on, on what that has been about and what the way forward is. Um, and I think it speaks to a broader issue of, you know, a parliament that doesn't look like it is welcoming to visitors or to the public, which brings me to the next point. I mean, uh, public visitation was closed down during COVID for, for good reasons, because access had to be limited. Um, but you know, of course, the, the regulations have now been lifted. I want to understand what is the situation with public access to the institution um, because there are still some entrances, for instance, in Parliament that are still restricted. I mean, if you look at the Marx building, there's only one entrance that you can use. So I just want to understand what the, the future there is um, because and how do we intend on making sure that the institution remains uh, open to the public. Of course, with Parliament having burnt down, there isn't really much for the public to, or space for them to attend um, uh, particular sittings. But, you know, the public is obviously allowed to sit in on portfolio committees and the like. So if we can just get a sense of, of how are we accommodating our um, and being mindful of the fact that we've got an obligation to the South African public uh, to be a public institution and how we we managing all of that. And then the second thing, um, uh, Secretary, you I'm sure a couple of weeks ago members would have seen um, there were some news reports um, in one of the Sunday papers um, about uh, the about Parliament expanding its uh, fleet of vehicles. Um, the, the story was not very positive on, on the side of Parliament. And so I think perhaps it, it might be useful for the secretary to maybe give us an indication of, you know, what, what has uh, sparked the, 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 the need for the expansion of the fleet of the vehicles of parliament, uh, considering the fact that I think there were two new vehicles that were purchased for the presiding officers in 2020. Um, just so that as also members of, of, of parliament, when we are asked about these things, then we can be able to provide a good response uh, and not simply say we, we don't know. So, um, yeah, those are the two things on my side. Thank you. Person, are you there? Kaiso, I was expecting Member Kaiso to just come in. 
Oh. Can Member Taiso please just come in? Yes, thank you very much, Chair. Oh, you didn't indicate that we must just shoot in. Yeah, thank you very much, Chair. And I want to thank the, the Secretary of the Parliament for presenting this report before the committee. And in fact, uh, I must comment that uh, it captures a number of issues that we have long been raising in this committee. Uh, uh, we are so fortunate that just on the new box, we, we find that now our issues have now been, you know, captured in, in, uh, in that manner. Uh, that brings about the hope into the work of the parliament and it creates a lot of opportunities of, of improvement as one was listening during the presentation and would like to one comment that particular area one would never expect that in two months time or one and a half month uh, you know the secretary is already uh, uh, in our shoes in as far as what we were thinking uh, as members of the of this community and we have been raising a very critical issues uh, even including on the issue of the budget of the parliament you know uh, so uh, where I'm getting to now is on the slide which makes reference to you know uh, the the on, 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 on the issue of you know uh, uh, bringing Parliament to closer to the people you know through communication media etc that you spoke about uh, now what I want to uh, in fact, it's an input around that particular area because we we're doing service. It's it's, it's good amongst ourselves, uh, but then uh, I think one extra mile that we can go is also for the parliament to see the possibilities of or exploring the possibilities of taking up service. You know, as to you know. Uh, how even ordinary voters, you know, view the work of parliament, you know, uh, because a number of platforms, they are not really available to ordinary poor unemployed, many of them uh, in our communities to be able to access Twitter, access uh, WhatsApp, you know, the, the challenge of Wi-Fi and data is always, as you would understand, the situation of unemployment in the country leads to a situation where the, our youth are unable to access information on where, you know, uh, and, and, and many uh, uh, opportunities that they, they are missing. So now there are lots and lots of debate that are shaping in, in, in the parliament in as far as, uh, you know, our committees are concerned and the work of, you know, uh, uh, different uh, portfolios and executives, we, we and 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 also doing the, the oversight work, you know, uh, uh, because you would understand some of the portfolio committees' public hearings they are only limited to you know uh, physically in, in in only few areas and would not go as we would uh, expected uh, to go town by town. But then, at least if we have a situation where we, you know, these platforms become, you know, easily accessible of communication uh, 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 in the in the informal segment, 
mostly affected uh, poor communities. Don't understand these complicated stories that we are arguing about sometimes here. They only hear about them during, you know, ritual meetings that so and so or what this and that the government. So so the rest, they they they, they need to hear themselves. You know, they, they need to hear by themselves what is actually being discussed and how can they participate. So now I I think as an one element of you know or empowering that level of oversight, I, I think it is also necessary to look at that anew or how can we, how can the, 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 the office strengthen that area, you know, of participation? Because it's very, very much key. Uh, it should not only be just checking amongst the converted here, the level of parliament, how satisfied are we? We are another type of uh, level of uh, people there but mostly the concentration should go to the people that we serve on the ground and and find way uh, of, of, of strengthening the level of communication so i i think in that aspect uh, one would be satisfied uh, around it but with the rest of the areas that the, the report is you know elevating and capturing including the issue of i think the issue on on on, on, on the capacity of the members it shouldn't be left, you know, unattended uh, because as you would understand, perhaps you might have seen some reports that there's always, a, you know, a temptation to lag behind, uh, especially around fees for, for members to can be able to, to be capacitated and the payments is done late or, or not at all or, or always in dispute or there are many stories related to that. It needs to be attended so, so that at least that can be seen to be of assist to uh, assistance to 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 the members but uh, uh, oh, uh I, i'm quite uh, satisfied with the with the presentation that at least uh, creates a, a, a more sun uh, that we will be seeing in future thank you very much chair member Marco? Member Matlow? I'm here. Hello? Yes. Hello? Oh, thank you very yes, much. Yes, we can uh, hear you. All right, thank you very much. Um, it's just that my network is not good. Uh, okay. I have a few questions uh, uh, to the presentation, but I would like to appreciate the presentation and also uh, give my greetings to the chairperson and members of the portfolio committee, uh, including the, the, the leadership in parliament um, and the secretary. Uh, my, 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 my question will be that uh, parliament has identified only two strategic uh, priorities for the 60th, uh, the 60th parliament to strengthen oversight and, and enhance public involvement. As much as I had some of uh, the members of the committee have already touched on some of the things that I wanted to say, but let me ask so that I can be able to be clarified. What progress has parliament done in terms of the enhancement public involvement through various uh, identified platforms? And what is the cost implication of this? 
The other, my second question will be that um, in terms of enhancements of, 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 of on oversight, what is the progress has been uh, positively noted to ensure that uh, there is enhanced and oversight work on the work of the executive and what are other new platforms or technologies uh, is in the situation looking at uh, in terms of the enhancement on oversight work. And the last thing that one will also look at is uh, once the client, uh, there is this issue yeah, yeah, on, 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 on client uh, satisfaction, which uh, I think is a form of sort. The level of client satisfaction, satisfaction by members of the legal advice is, is, is in between 73% when I look into some of those documents and 74% in the 2021-2022 financial year. Does this indicate that a does this indicate the reflects on the the number of bills that were passed by the parliament, but subsequently sent back to the parliament by the by the president to to legal ground, and what are the specific areas of concern when it comes to the quality of legal advice provided by parliament and committee? how many graduates have benefited from the program and from which specific area were they drawn from the, the dues or include in, uh, 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 in internship programs that we have in parliament. Those are some of the things that uh, I wanted just to be clarified on. Maybe I can be able to understand as to whether I'm on the level with others. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Apologies, Chair. Yes. I, I do apologize. I uh, I left out one um, question that I wanted to add to my list, please. Can I beg your indulgence? Yes, you're welcome. Mr. Singh, oh. you may follow as well. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. Um, I just also wanted to get clarity from the Secretary on the progress regarding recruitment of the senior staff members, um, uh, namely the head of security, and I think it's the CFO. Thank you. Mr. C. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. Chairperson, just one question I have, and uh, that is, you know, we've been going on oversight trips uh, recently, <clears throat> public hearings. And, uh, you know, we travel very long distances. And I know we are accompanied by a team from Parliament, including the Parliamentary Protection Services. Now, I note that, you know, in all these areas, the Parliamentary Protection Services people do not carry firearms. I just want to know if it's something that they should be carrying, given that we are traveling through some of these areas and and if not why not and uh, will some will this matter be looked at as a means of additional protection for the members and the staff that are there thank you no further hand i will then invite the secretary to parliament to respond to questions raised no, thank you very much, Honorable uh, Chairperson, and, and thank you very much to the members. Perhaps I would, I would start with the, 
the the issue of um, our report for this quarter i did indicate the limitations of how we are reporting i've also indicated that there is room for improvement and we would effect that improvement in a structured manner and that also speaks to broadening the scope of measuring performance of parliament i indicated earlier on the areas around the five uh, pillars of uh, the six parliament strategy and i would like the the secretariat to flight the first two slides that speaks to the strategy map and the pillars of our of our priority until 2024 so that we can contextually relate to the changes that will be necessary to address the issues that honorable members are raising uh, the current focus for instance that we have as a report looks at the issue of satisfaction of member services which is one dimension of our service offering to make sure that performance of the house across all components is effectively executed but as we do so it must also help us to make sure that when we deal with satisfaction of members of society how do we measure that part and this strategy map indicates macro direction that we must look at the issue of uh, contributing to the reduction of poverty unemployment and inequality and what is the role of parliament in ensuring that in the context of its own mandate so these are longitudinal strategies and on a long term basis you need to measure progressively what is the impact of our work to contribute to the rest of government the rest of society tackling the constraints that south africans face daily around the grinding levels of poverty the relativity of poverty and how do we make sure that the questions of deprivations of our people are addressed so what is the role of parliament to deploy its transformative agents to deal with those questions how do we measure if we say this fifth administration is handing over to the sixth administration the sixth administration of parliament hands over to the seventh administration how do we progressively measure when we receive report from the executive that indeed these macro challenges are being tackled it will be very important that our strategy agenda helps members of parliament to progressively see on an annualized basis what is the extent of poverty how do we then contribute and say as a result of oversight performed on this area as a result of progressive laws that have been passed we have seen surveys for instance of states sa that measure general household survey that measure non financial indicators that measure the extent of poverty or extent of deprivation how do we correlate that with the impact of our work it will be very important that it be mapped out in our strategy the issues of unemployment tackling the questions of 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 inequality the issues of a medium term strategy outcomes we want to see for instance for the sixth administration in 2024 eh uh, honorable marshal is asking now how do we know if we are measuring uh, responsiveness and accountability how would we know if government is responsive we need to have our strategy speaking to that area so at on these five pillars that underpin the direction that parliament has adopted we are able to say indeed by 2024 this parliament has assisted in strengthening oversight and accountability but without 
steps taken annually on a quarterly basis that build progressively how is oversight strengthened and how do we relate to the performance of oversight and how as a result of deployment of resources of parliament by members has contributed to enhance accountability. So the next report, as you look at these areas, all of them, enhancing public involvement, deepening engagement, strengthening cooperative governance, strengthening capacity. Then you look at the quarter one that we have reported. We're not talking about any of these issues. None. We're not talking about these issues. So it will be very important that as we, as we revamp our strategic orientation, it helps parliament on an annualized basis to begin to see how it goes forward. Uh, can you reflect on the next slide just to underscore this point further? The next slide of the, of the high numbers, um, uh, 375 committees and so on. Yes, the, the slide before. Yes. If, if you look at the work that has been done for quarter one, the oversight visits 21, 21 oversight uh, visits taken to entities, or some of them may have gone to provinces and others would be public hearings. So it will be very important that in the public hearings, we are able to measure uh, in our own balance card, scorecard architecture, what are the issues that have come out of community engagements? How do we synthesize that from our policy analysis unit and how does it feed back and empower members so that they are able then through committee works across the National Assembly, across the National Council of Provinces, when the executive comes and accounts or report progress, you are able to synchronize issues that have been received from public hearings or issues received through uh, processing of bills and be able to measure that uh, the communities are satisfied with our work or as a result of oversight that has been undertaken, this is how we are able to, 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 to measure the performance of the institution. So all of those areas needs to, to underpin how do we then say there was oversight in the, in the free state, uh, taking parliament to the people, NCOP, when there shall have been that oversight by a committee or through the NCOP as a full structure, for instance, were able to say this committee was in Northern Cape or this committee was in free state, a portfolio committee on health was there as a result of a report back that came as a result of work that has been done through constituency recess period. This is how the feeder mechanism has helped Parliament to improve on its oversight, how it has improved on responsiveness of, this, of, 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 of government in dealing with those matters. Those would have to be uh, uh, implemented in a manner that empowers the shift from process measurement to qualitative shift of outcomes and impact and outcomes and impact are not of a short-term measure, but no doubt you could progressively determine that this is how you can correlate the impact of oversight, public participation, capacitation of members with the outcome that we're beginning to see. So re-engineering our model of um, execution of strategy would help us to make that qualitative shift in terms of the, of, of the paradigm. So we will be able to come back to the committee to outline how do we intend uh, maturing our balance scorecard so that it helps us to, to go beyond um, uh, what is on the strategy map um, uh, outline that we have indicated? Um, if you go back to that first strategy map, so if, if you look at the hierarchy, 
in terms of inputs, activities. Predominant focus is on activities and inputs. So we need then to gradually move out of that zone and begin to see how does outcomes of the work of parliament start pointing in a positive correlation to measuring outcomes. So an outcome and out and impact-oriented design model must be able to capacitate the administration to ensure that members are able to start measuring and society is able to start seeing that as a result of the impact of our work, health committee visited Northwest as an example and pick up that a number of clinics don't have chronic medication. And when the committee comes back with a report that says we have seen 18 clinics, people don't have chronic medication or there is not even basic medication, how does that committee ensure that through its own work of oversight, it's able to transmit that to the executive. And in its subsequent engagement, positively, there may be a, 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 a measurement that says we have now began to see clinics that are supposed to open 8 o'clock to 4.30. Indeed, they don't count people and end them at 4 o'clock. They begin to do the work up until half past 4. Or Committee on Education visiting a province, Eastern Cape, so committee must not realize after six or eight months with a well-established performance system, with a well-established strategy agenda to begin to see that in quarter two, quarter three, there's a shock that books have not been delivered in schools in the Eastern Cape. How do we correlate that at a provincial level as well as um, resources that might have been approved through a budget vote passing with the numbers that needs to be attached to those? So creating rigor in the performance system enables and empowers members to be able to discharge their responsibilities much more appropriate. And that is a function of a proper design in the strategic orientation of the organization to make sure that it links the outputs to outcomes and outcomes begin to point a trajectory towards um, uh, uh, impact. And that's the direction that uh, we, we are talking about, the qualitative shift of measuring this issue. The, the members also indicated um, um, around the need to measure participation of citizens also on the surveys. And indeed, honorable members, this is what we'll also be looking at to make sure that we create a right balance of, of, of checking um, uh, the participation of members through public participation and how do they receive and uh, perceive of the work that is being done uh, by parliament with the intention to make sure that both houses, members in their own work, are getting a feedback that says, this is how we receive the interaction you, you have and balance that with the satisfaction of members. So creating equilibrium on internal measurements of performance with the external factors in terms of the core mandates of parliament out, out, out focus would require substantive rethink of our own capacity as an organization. So are there seamlessness between content work, policy work, impact evaluation, as well as activities? that relate to, to our work. So that's the kind of shift we, we are talking about. On the other, other matters, uh, um, uh, my colleagues will be able to share responses where they drive those specifics, uh, uh, Chairperson, and um, on the non-payment of members, which party, I would ask our finance manager to look at that. And um, uh, on the members' issues, engagements on flight, Ms. Um, uh, Harper would, 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 would respond on that. And on the change rooms uh, of security, Ms. Sungu would respond. On the work of the framework not yet adopted, uh, Mr. Klaso and or Mr. 
uh, 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 Pindela would be able to 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 respond on those um, on those areas. Um, I would like to ask and invite my colleagues to start picking on those areas. One issue raised around when we will be feeling capacity in the high levels in the organization, appointment of the CFO, as well as appointment of the, of the uh, security head, Honorable Kwakube has raised the point. We are in the process, as we've indicated in the last um, sessions of the Joint Standing Committee, we are in the process of working on that process, meaning over this two months period that I've had uh, the appreciation of where issues are in the organization, I intend prioritizing those two positions. And in this month of September, I'll be able to look at a reviewal of the positions of the CFO, as well as the head of security. But both of them are integrally linked to the operating arrangements in terms of the structural review of the organization. And um, as we do that, it will be undertaken in the context of that. But I do not envisage delaying that matter um, uh, any further. And hopefully before we start the financial year, we would have ensured that those two positions, critical as they are, we have capacitated them and secured the right capacity for the organization. Uh, thank you very much. My colleagues can pick up those elements we have not touched. May I introduce it? Thank you. Just to respond on the issue of the annual program framework, this is indeed the, an annual target. The framework is generally adopted in November for the following year. So the framework for this period has not yet been adopted um, from, from basically from March, from April going forward. The framework that we have is the one that would have been adopted last year in November last year. Thank you so much. Good afternoon, Chair. This is Mabatu Zungu. I will be responding to the question on PPS, the local rooms and the uniform. Yes, indeed, we do have the challenge of, uh, of space in Parliament, most especially even after the fire that was caused. Uh, that happened on the 2nd of January, but we are reviewing the place where we can provide local rooms, not only for the PPS staff, for the uh, household services staff and for the catering. But uh, Chair, when coming to the uniform, we are reviewing the uniform that is stronger, but uh, in the meantime, we have issued the uniform to all the protection services. After every second year, we issue the uniform uh, that is sufficient enough to ensure that our staff, they are able to change on a daily basis. Thank you. Chair, if I may. Uh, good afternoon, Chairperson. Good afternoon, members. Um, there are two questions that I'm going to respond to. One question by Mr. Singh and the other by Mr. Bronteseth. Um, in terms of the analysis of um, 
savings with regard to reduced travel. Um, in respect of that travel, we do not budget for 100% of utilization. We budget based on projected spend. So we are at this point uh, pretty well in line with what was budgeted um, at a reduced travel uh, travel spend. Um, and that the same applies to the communication services. We budget based on what we expect the needs will be. So what I can do if there's um, if, if the members would like to see it, I can do some comparisons, um, taking the pre-COVID travel levels um, and just as an illustration of how our travel patterns have changed and how the communication services um, expenditure has also increased in response to, to the needs of members. Then in respect of, of flights, um, we are in continual engagement with, with airlines. We have very stringent limitations in terms of what we can do with airlines. We The, the services are limited um, and the offerings are limited as well. Unfortunately, at the moment, airlines are not entering into corporate agreements. And if it's through these corporate agreements that we would be able to secure the, the, the extras or the special arrangements for, for members, not to say that we can't still push them for, for additional services. Um, what I will do is I will um, send to all members a summary of the services that each of the airlines is currently extending to us. And if the travel services are not offering those services, then we will take that matter up as a service matter with, with, with the travel agencies. But in the interim, if there are any specifics, members are more than welcome to contact me directly and we'll take up those matters either with the travel services or with the airlines if, if necessary. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, to, to you, Chairperson, I'm not sure if there's um, any of my other colleagues who, who would like to respond so that I can deal with the other remaining components. Uh, yes, Secretary. Um, good afternoon, Chair, members and Secretary. Uh, this is Wiesela Matiti. I'm representing the HR Executive, Mr. Mkwanyani. I just want to respond to the question on the graduates. Um, currently, we have a total of 40 graduates. We have reported 37 at the end of the first quarter. We've since completed the recruitment process for the additional three. Of the 40 graduates, we have 40% of them, which is 16 uh, from Houghton province, 14, which is 35% are from the Western Cape, six are from KZN, that represents 15%. Three are from Limpopo, that's 7.5%. Uh, One is from the Free State uh, Province, that's 25 So that's the breakdown of uh, the provinces where the graduates come from. Thank you, Secretary. Uh, uh, thank you very much, sir. On, on two issues through you, Honorable Chair, uh, the issue raised about security of, of, of Parliament. Maybe before you, before you move, I think... Uh, the question also wanted to understand uh, in which departments or areas the graduates are, are being um, uh, what recruited to. Maybe the answer is just vague to say two from Gauteng. We also want to know what is it that they, they are being recruited for. Thank you, uh, Secretary, if I may. Please proceed. Okay. Um, Chair, uh, three of them are based in the National Assembly. 
the other three are in the National Council of Provinces. Two of them are in uh, committee section, two in legal uh, services, one in public uh, education, three in internal audit, um, two in financial management office, three in supply chain, two in the parliamentary budget uh, offices, three in ICT, and about 11 in catering services, two in the treasury advice office, and one in parliamentary communication services. Thank you, Chair. You may continue. That's fine. No, thank you very much, uh, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, Honorable Kwakube raised the issue of security of parliament, uh, whether we are reviewing uh, the work around security, defencing around parliament. And I think the, the question needs to be understood in terms of the difficulties we also face. Yes, we are reviewing those members, uh, those uh, security uh, measures, uh, Honorable Members, but it also requires of us to strike the right balance between deepening vulnerability of the institution given where we come from, the unfortunate incidences of attack, the numerous attempts that police and our parliamentary security staff keep on experiencing around these matters. I have had an opportunity to meet with the, the National Commission of Police in uh, July and uh, indicated the issue of the barbed wire that has been put up. And they did indicate to us that uh, based on their own assessment, they have also uh, on the request of public works and uh, closing the area that is behind parliamentary buildings where the fence is quite low to make sure that uh, there is greater improvement in the security around that area. Of course, it also requires that given that parliament is not directly accessible now, the buildings that have been affected by fire, the same period from January onwards, there were still investigations being done by the law enforcement agencies right up until end of May. So there is still need for us to ensure that we protect the institution so that we don't also uh, uh, suffer uh, other unforeseen uh, uh, incidences. But access for the public is also requiring of us to balance with the need that at this moment we're also operating on a hybrid basis, certain committees sitting physically to the extent where it is possible, but also a combined meeting arrangements where public are also able to, to, to follow on through the platforms we have. So it's about striking the right balance. And when we review the overall security assessment that still needs to be done, as a result of the fire, we will be able to make a determinative view about how do we gradually review the measures where there's a relaxation required and what needs to be done to make sure that we don't also create uh, uh, difficulties around this. I would also ask uh, my colleague uh, Ms. Zungu to respond on the reviewal of fleet and what is uh, happening around the uh, acquisition of fleet. Thanks. Thank you, STP. Honorable members, yes, indeed, we have procured 
the fleet um, in 2020, and we also procured the fleet in 2022. Um, all the parliamentary fleet is centrally managed from institutional support services. What we do, we look at the cost-effective measures of running this fleet. When the fleet uh, reaches um, 150 kilometers, or it's expensive to maintain, we dispose them. Currently, this year, we have disposed six um, uh, uh, vehicles and actually four quantums. So we are augmenting. We are augmenting by buying um, 10 seaters, six 10 seaters, and also the two sedans that we have just uh, bought this year. And all this, the two students, we are going to use them for the what we classify them as protected fleet and the 10 seaters. We use them for the business of parliament. It is important to note, honorable members, that there is um, a high dependency on outside service prov providers. So we are trying to ensure that we've got enough fleet so that when we're required to transport, members of parliament, dignitaries, the staff of parliament, we can be able to do that. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Um, you, you may go ahead. I was hoping that the speak the the secretary will will take over immediately after Ms. Zungu, but he's just quiet. You, you may come in. Yes, thank you, Chair. Thank you. I think that the question raised by Ms. Kwakobe, Honorable Kwakobe, goes way beyond the issue raised by. Mazum. Admittedly, Honorable Chairperson, there is a change of fleet in Parliament currently, which is going on, and that well briefed by Ms. Zongo about those developments. And this is a process which started in 2020. However, Chair, I believe this matter arises because there was a report to the effect that the speaker has added two vehicles to her fleet of cars. And I would have wanted Parliament to clarify that matter, to explain to honorable members, because the speaker did not request vehicles, new vehicles, for her use. I am having two vehicles, which I have inherited. Parliament bought two other vehicles and have added one to the fleet and removed the one car. So I just think that for people to rest the matter in the eyes of the South African public, which believes that we had decided I had decided that there should be additional cars to the fleet of presiding officers. It is proper that those who deal with those issues should actually clarify the matter and even provide context to it, to it because 
no presiding officers actually requested new fleet. Thank you very much, Jefferson. Mr. Kolile George. No, Chairperson, on, on the issues that have been um, uh, raised, uh, we have fairly responded uh, on issues. I think one issue that I'm now in looking at my notes, it is the issue of um, the firearms in terms of security. Uh, I would like to uh, be given an opportunity to go back and look into our current policy on security and movement of security with firearms on international engagements. I, I don't have uh, facts and, at this point, and uh, I would like to undertake to go and look into the matter so that when I'm fully briefed, I can brief the, the Joint Standing Committee. Okay, work in progress. Um, thank you very much. Members, do you feel that uh, there are questions that were not responded to where you would like to make a follow-up? If not, uh, thank you very much for the report. Can we then go to the next agenda item, Cindy? Um, yes, Chair. The next item was going to be the adoption of our minutes and our report. However, we don't form a quorum. We only have two members on the NCOP side present at the moment. And we need three members from the NCOP and five members from the NA in order to form a quorum. Chair? Yes. Yeah, from the NCOP, we are back. We have, we have connected myself and Honorable Chai. And I think uh, Honorable Breyenbach is there. So we are three. You mean Honorable Brout is it, not Breitenbach? <laughs> oh, Brandas, ah, team. Sorry. I see. Six, six. Sure. I thought I got your name. Apologies, Chair. I will just check on Mr. Hai um, quickly. I don't see him yet. I'll just double check to see if he's trying to connect. No, um, Chancellor has just confirmed that Mr. Hai is not on the platform. Chair. Are we correcting, Siti? <laughs> Um, Mr. Hai is not on the platform yet, but I quickly want to check on him. Or perhaps no, no, but him. there's nothing agent about us uh, approving the minutes, Koche, unless if you feel this uh, otherwise. Can I hand over to you, Koche, Member Sangu, to direct the meeting on this matter? Member Sangu, I'm handing over to you, please, ma'am, to direct the meeting on this last item. 
and if there's no need, if there's no agent issue uh, on the approval of the of the minutes, he's locking in. Co-chair, can you hear me? I was saying that yes, I'm please. handing over to you for the last part of the meeting so that you can uh, direct us on this matter. And maybe if there is no agent item, I, I mean ag agency uh, with regards to adoption of minutes, we can then adjourn the meeting, but I'm handing over to you, Jay. Okay. Honorable Chairperson. Yes, Honorable Chairperson. Yeah, sorry, I lost connectivity for a while. I don't know if they answered that question on the political parties that haven't submitted their financial statements, uh, audited financial statements as yet. Okay. Uh, Honorable Mabi. Yes, Chair. Can you respond to what uh, Honorable uh, Singh is uh, asking? As uh, I'm disorganized here. I just locked in. Please, my, my please he needs clarity on the issue. Yes. Yes. He needs clarity on? On the issue of the uh, allocation of a political party. Or am I correct, uh, Honorable Singh? Uh, Can you repeat your question? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Sorry, Chair. I asked a question of which uh, parties have not submitted uh, audited financial statements mm -hmm. as yet. And I lost connectivity. It might have been answered. I'm not sure. But I'm just checking if it was answered. Okay, I think then it's the secretary who must answer, give us clarity. Uh, but even if you have answered it for the sake of, uh, you know, yeah, giving satisfactory answers to all the members of the parties. Can you please uh, give uh, Mr. Singh the answer? Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Honorable answer. Chairperson. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. As at the time of uh, August, um, there were three political parties that um, did not submit as indicated, and we wrote to them in July, and two of those have since... Uh, responded and they have now been paid as at end of August. There's only one political party that is outstanding and uh, we are waiting for that information, making necessary follow-ups on that. But it's one now, it's no longer three. Thanks. Just as a follow-up, you don't... Uh, honorable uh, is it yes, you can make a follow-up and I see. Is it prudent to mention Your the name of the party, Okay, the name of the party and oh, I see I'm Mr. Sorry. George. Uh, okay. uh, through you, through you, Chairperson, as we have not been communicating it in that uh, manner before in terms of disclosing uh, the, the parties who have been interacting with them, clarify matters and make sure that there is payment. So um, I'm advised, Chairperson, that this has not ordinarily been uh, indicated that Party A is the one that is outstanding. So I can take guidance if uh, we need to mention the name. Uh, I, I, I think we don't need to mention the name uh, for now until you communicate to the 
affected party. That's, Thanks, that's Thank you very much, Chepes. We have communicated to all the parties. As I said, there were three. Since they've oh. since submitted the outstanding information, we are still waiting for another one to come back. Okay. Thanks, Chair. All right. All right. Thank you. Um, I don't know if the speaker was, uh, are you satisfied with the clarity that was given on the issue of the fleet? Of course, I would have expected that the official who responded to this matter would have indicated that the speaker actually gave an instruction right from the beginning when that broke out that they should clarify that matter, that there was never a request for an addition to our field. Thank you very much. So it was their initiative at the level of the administration on the basis of a plan, which plan has been there, which they started implementing in 2020. That's all I thought they would have really clarified amongst others so that there's no impression created that we have been extravagant. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you very much, Speaker. The reason why I, I went back to you to 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 verify whether you were happy with the with the with the answers is because even myself I wanted the implementers to confirm so that you are not seen as a as 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 a person who is defending herself in this regard. But uh, if we we are to pass on this matter, if members are satisfied with the answers. Uh, is not an issue anymore, we can then pass. Can I get an indication if members uh, want to follow up on the matter? I don't want to leave things uh, standing or hanging. Okay. With that, Cindy, what is the next uh, agenda item? Chair, the next item is the adoption of our minutes and then the adoption of our, our quarter one, our report on Parliament's performance in quarter four of the previous financial year. Okay. Those, they were, they were sent, by the way, beforehand to the yes, members yes. to go through them. Can you flag the minutes first? I think that's what okay. comes. comes. Mm -hmm. Are you struggling? Okay. It looks like Cindy is still struggling to get the minutes, but we have received the minutes, honorable members. Chair, are you not seeing them? Let me try again. Hi. Can you see them now, Chair? Okay. Oh, there you are. Thank you. Those are the minutes of the 3rd of June. Um, apologies to interrupt, Chair. There's a hand from the Secretary to Parliament. 
Okay. You can go no, thank on. You very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. I just want to get clarity for this part of the uh, committee engagement. Would you still need the rest of uh, the administration? Oh, oh, okay. Thank you for, for reminding me. I think now we are dealing with committee issues. You can be, you can be excused. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. No and thanks very much. We appreciate uh, your availability at all times. Thanks. Uh, thank you very much, Jefferson. We will only members can, yeah, only members of the committee can remain behind. So we are on page one of the minutes of the 1st of June. Can you move, Cindy? Yes, Chair. Yes. The surnames and the names are spelled correctly. One hour number on page three. Okay. On page four, members, if you 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 want to correct something, please feel free to shout. Page five. Yes, let's move. Six. Shout for my attention. Seven. Page nine. Nine. This is the last page. Can I get a mover, uh, honorable members, for the adoption of the minutes as a true reflection of the discussion of the meeting, the meeting of the 1st of June? Is it 1st or 3rd? The 3rd of June. 3rd of June, yes. Can I get a mover, honorable members? Thank you, Honorable Chair. I do move for the adoption of the minutes as a true reflection of the discussions on the day. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Honorable Lusuma. And uh, can I get a seconder? I stand to second uh, for the minutes as a true reflection. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Honorable Marshall. Um, the next item, um, Cindy. Yes, yes, Chair. I'm gonna. I will be flighting the 25th of August now. 23rd of August. 25th. Can you see oh, this? Are they visible to you, Chair? Not with me. I don't know if other members they can see it. Not yet. Okay. Here we go. Can you see 25th it now, of August is fine now. 25th of August. Can we move uh, to the next page? I think members uh, will be able to check second page, uh, the spelling of the surnames, and check if you are written absent while you were present. Third page. Fourth page. And fifth page, sixth page, 
Anything that is wrongly written and changing the content of the minutes? On what page are we seven? Page nine now, Chair, and now, now. we're going to page 10. Okay, page 10. I didn't get an indication from members that they want to make amendments. Can I call for a mover for the adoption of the minutes of the 20... 25th. Yeah, 25th as the, as the correct, as, as the true reflection of the discussion. Who is that? Uh, it's Honorable Lesoma. I would like to move, Chair. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Lesoma. Can I get a second? Honorable Marlon is here to second, Chair. Honorable Marlon. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Marlon. Apologies, Thank you. I'm so sorry. Apologies, Mr. Soma wasn't in the meeting last week. Oh. May I may I take may I take her position to 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 reverse to say, Honourable Matlo, stand to second the move for to the move. adoption of those minutes. I stand to to second the move for the adoption of those minutes of the twenty fifth of August. Chairperson, I also withdraw my the mover that I made. Thank you so much. Honorable Marshall, are you moving so that we can see yes, the yes. Okay. yes, madam. Yes, madam chair. I was saying uh, on okay. behalf of yes, on behalf of uh, Melisuma being not there, I stand to second the move for the adoption move. of those minutes. Okay. I'll take it. I hear you that you are moving. Can I get a seconder? Other members who were part of the meeting? Honorable Chai. Thank you, Honorable Chai, for seconding. Can Yo. we then step off this item and go to the next item? Okay, Chair, the next item is our... Um, is the program. Our report. Of... Our report. Yes. Okay. Can you see the report, Chair? Not yet. Not yet, my dear. Yes, here's the report. The committee report. Page one of the report. I hope members who wanted to make amendments as usual they have communicated to the secretariat to make those amendments. And uh, if you still feel there's something that you were not aware of, you want to, to amend, feel free to, 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 to bring the proposal forward. Page two. Page three of the report. Page four, page five of the report, the committee report. 
page six. Page seven. Page eight. This is nine. Page 10. Page 10. Page 11. Page 12. Page 13 of the report. Page 14 of the report. Page 15. Page 16. Honorable members, you must stop us if you think you are fast. Page 17. Page 17. Am I correct, Cindy? 17? Yes, we did 18. Now, Chair, this is page 19. This is page 19. 19. This is 19, yeah. I'm slow. I'm using a phone. <laughs> okay. Because I'm okay. traveling, yeah. Page 19, let's go. That, that's the last that, page. That's the last uh, page of the report. So, this is the report of the Joint Standing Committee on Financial Management of uh, Parliament. Can I get a mover for the adoption of the report? Chair, I stand to move for the adoption of the report. Thank you. Honorable Marshall is moving for the adoption of the report. Can I get a no. seconder? Honorable Chai is seconding. Honorable Chai, thank you very much. Uh, Honorable Chai, for the seconding. So the report uh, is adopted uh, as presented. Any other thing uh, on the agenda that is outstanding, Cindy? Like I told no. you, I'm using the same gadget that uh, I have the documents on. No, Chair, there are no outstanding issues with double okay. everything now. Okay. Is the speaker still with us? No, Chairperson. Okay. Um, I, I wanted to coach a person and honorable members. I'm not trying to be funny, but I wanted to ask the, the, the secretary and uh, Mr. Moloto to attend to the issue of uh, framing when uh, the managers are, are, are touching and they are, they are showing their faces or themselves on the video, their mouth cannot be shown. You can only see from the, from the, from the, the nose upwards. There's a lot of space. So that needs to be attended to because they need to lead by example. So let IT uh, 
have them. They must know that uh, they must pin themselves and frame themselves. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a concern that I have because uh, our meetings are public and that it does not give a good re reflection of, of us as a, as a committee. Honorable members, uh, I want to take this opportunity and uh, want to thank you on a Friday for availing yourselves for the meeting and for those who were in the, in the other meeting to make it uh, uh, to this meeting. Thank you very much, uh, honorable members, and I wish you uh, a blessed and a restful weekend. I know uh, restful is it's in inverted commas as, as, as political leaders. Thank you so much. Um, sisters, Guarube, how are you? Have you rested enough? Yeah. I'm good. I'm good, Chair. Thank you very much. I'm good. Thank you, Chief Whip. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Kachepasen.